aiming for the moon. I am Taylor Bledsoe. And I am Maddie Henry. And on this podcast, we are interviewing interesting people from a teenage perspective. That's right. Today, we will be interviewing Max Mirho, who is the host of Entrepreneur, which is a live stream that shows people how to start businesses on air. And also is the co-founder of Moss Generation. So, here's the interview. Welcome, uh, Mr. Max, for coming on the show. It's great to have you on. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Yeah, so you are the, um, you're at least, I don't know if you're the, are you the owner of Entrepreneur? Are you, so you're the owner of Entrepreneur, and you're also the co-founder um, of Moss, I believe that's how you say it, Gen- um, Generation. So which yeah, are yeah. two entrepreneurship um, companies slash teaching programs. <laughs> yeah, so Entrepreneur is, um, I call myself the host of it because it's not exactly like a like a, a big fancy company, but basically it's a live stream where every week we kind of try to build little mini startups or little mini companies or, or projects or revenue streams or websites or apps or just little experiments um, into entrepreneurship. And we do that live. Um, and so it, it ends up being educational for a lot of people looking to get into entrepreneurship. And uh, Moss Generation is just a little group that I run in town of startup founders. So. So yeah, that's really cool. So that was um, our first question. What is Entrepreneur and what is Moss Generation? So I guess you answered at least <laughs> both of those. I'm glad. Yeah, so what decide, um, What made you decide to become an entrepreneur? Yeah, so I was always kind of interested in it. Uh, my dad also runs um, a company over in Seattle, and he's done really, really well with that. And he's really excited about that. He really enjoys it. And of course, that's going to make me interested in it when I'm young. So that got my interest in it initially. And then I started to... Uh, study it in school and I wanted to study it and I wasn't really learning what I wanted to learn in school so I went out and I started for the next year I think I talked to like a hundred different founders and CEOs of tech startups and that was my introduction into entrepreneurship and they got just the community the type of people that build stuff that just got me really into it because I loved everybody that I met everybody that I talked to was really cool always willing to give information and advice Um, and I just got really interested in it from there and so I started experimenting and eventually led to entrepreneur. Yeah, that, that's really cool. So what's your favorite aspect of business? Like marketing, starting, I don't know. Yeah, um, I think like initially, uh, I don't know, it's it, the, the part that I enjoy the most is just kind of trying to immerse yourself in some new little thing. Because the typical like process of entrepreneurship, usually everybody thinks it's a, it's just a, it happens via luck, but there is kind of a process. And the process is you find a problem, you find a customer that you find an individual or a type of person that has a problem. If a lot of those people have that problem and you can solve it for one person, then you can solve it for everybody, right? And so you can build a company off of that. Um, And the usual process that I do when I'm doing investigation into a new industry or trying to find a new opportunity is I just talk to a ton of similar people, a ton of marketers, a ton of dog owners, a ton of of park recreational enthusiasts, whatever the heck it is, right? Um, And just the process of talking to everybody in one space and just learning everything you can about one specific space to try to find problems and solve them ends up being really, really fun because you learn like a whole new world every single time. So that's the part that I personally enjoy, but that's just kind of general business investigation. I don't know if that's a, a part of business, but it's fun. So your favorite thing is before you start the business, investigating that industry. Exactly. I really enjoy it. So speaking of industries and things, do you see a particular industry that you think is ripe for new startups and innovation? Yeah. So if we're talking like deeper tech, like big tech companies, like growing like a real like Silicon Valley venture back to that kind of jazz kind of startup, 
Um, I think no code is a really big space right now and it's really bubbling up and no code is essentially just, I use no code tools a lot, but basically it's just a tool that lets you do something that you previously could do only knowing how to develop, right? Knowing Python or, or JavaScript or whatever, knowing how to actually code something. So an example would be like um, WordPress. WordPress is just how you build websites typically. And that was used for a really long time. Now there are like a hundred different website builders and none of them require knowing how to code. It just, they help you build awesome websites from the ground up without like touching any sort of a, a code editor. So I think a lot of those things for apps like that, there's things for, for landing pages, there's things for actual software. You can build software without even touching code. Um, and I've seen that become more and more popular lately. So I, I think that's probably the venture backed area. Other than that, Honestly, I have no idea. There's tons of industries everywhere. Usually the more niche ones, like if you, you shouldn't go for like a department store, but you should go for thrift stores. You shouldn't go for like um, parks, but you should go for dog parks in terms of like talking to individuals. Like the niche and the more like focused you go, um, the more likely you are to find something that uh, needs solving. So I know that's pretty general, but there's tons of opportunities everywhere. There's not really an industry right now on the small scale that I can recommend. So, but in general, what you see trending is um, the fact that the no-code apps and no-code websites. It's basically creating things without knowing any programming skills. I've seen a ton of tools in the past um, past year just really, really pop up. One of the more pop common ones is something called Webflow. They came up like three-ish years ago. I think they've become popular since then. But they're like the most advanced website builder that you can possibly ever really need. Um, and no code, I use it for my website. It's amazing, I love it. Um, a couple other examples are uh, Adalo and Bubble. Adalo is awesome, I would highly recommend checking out Adalo. But A-D-A-L-O, basically it lets you build apps. Apps on your phone, you can actually download them to the app store, you can update them from there. And I don't touch any code, it's super designed really, really nicely, you can control how the user flows throughout different things. Um, and you could actually rebuild something like uh, Meetup or something like Instagram on Adalo, it's, as power, it's powerful enough to completely rebuild a social media app um, without ever having to touch any sort of code. Uh, and that's becoming more and more common. It just helps you prototype things really quickly. And I think that's gonna benefit a lot of beginner entrepreneurs like myself in the, in the near future, so. Oh, that, that's really cool. So I'm curious, do you have any ideas for no code apps that don't exist or aren't very good now that people should innovate? Yeah, so I've been thinking on this a little bit. I've been hashing things out. My dad and I actually want to build a, uh, a little app relating to uh, creating a quiz from a Google Sheet. So you just plug in little data into a Google Sheet um, and it generates an entire quiz on a, a separate platform. We were thinking about trying to build something like that. It's, I haven't really, to be totally honest, I haven't come up with any really awesome ideas yet in terms of no code, although I'd, I'd be trying to build one. Um, I think websites are covered. Apps seem mostly covered. Um, I think hardware is probably going to be the next step. So learning to prototype, like being able to prototype super small little circuit boards or super small little um, like physical devices. Like you can build an alarm clock and you can customize it or you can build and you can do all of that online and just kind of uh, iterate. So I think hardware is probably going to come next, but software is being developed pretty uh, powerfully right now in terms of websites, apps, basic like applications that do little functions. I think most of that's covered, but I think hardware is going to come. I don't know in what way, but I think it's going to be the next thing. Yeah, that's really cool. So uh, going on to more of your specialty is, you know, qualities of entrepreneurs. So I'm curious, what are the best qualities for our listeners? 
Um, I see a lot of stuff on the internet about this. I see like there's a there's a big like hustle culture on the internet, and there's a there's a lot of people that uh, like Tony Robbins and a bunch of other people that like to talk about. Well, not necessarily. I can't pick out uh, an influencer in specific, but I know a lot of people talk about like, oh, uh, this entrepreneur takes ice baths. Oh, this entrepreneur meditates every morning. Uh, blah, blah, blah blah Those different kinds of things. I have met entrepreneurs from every possible walk of life. I've met entrepreneurs that were poor when they started. I've met a lot of entrepreneurs that were that were doing fine when they started. They came from upper or uh, upper middle class families. I, I've met people that are like obsessed with sports. I met people that never sleep like every night. They have insomnia constantly. I've met people that like worship sleep and they sleep like eight, nine hours a night consistently and they refuse to let anything touch that. I've seen people that meditate. I know people that hate meditation. I know people that, that are super social. I know people that are completely antisocial. I've never really seen um, like a best quality for an entrepreneur. I think everybody can be one. There's no specific kind of personality trait uh, that enjoys it. My, my mom, for instance, is actually trying to become an entrepreneur right now. She's building stuff online. She was never interested in it before, even remotely in her life. She happened to look into it a little bit, and now she's super obsessed with it. Um, it doesn't, I don't know. I feel like the only quality that you need to have is just like, you're interested in learning about something new. Like that is fun for you. Um, if you know exactly what you like, you have everything covered, you know exactly what the rest of your life is going to look like, and you're totally, completely content, maybe you have a less of a chance to become an entrepreneur. But if you want to learn anything new, I feel like entrepreneurship is definitely, and I feel like it's most people. Um, but yeah, beyond that, there's not really any qualities or traits that stand out to me. So that's really cool. So it's basically anyone can be an entrepreneur. They just have to be interested. I think so. Yeah, absolutely. And those, these no-code tools and these website builders and a lot of this stuff on the internet makes that barrier to entry a lot lower because previously everybody thought they had to code in order to build a software product or, or know how to build hardware in order to build something. You don't need to do any of that to get started. So I think there's, yeah, anybody can start. Yeah, that, that is really awesome. Basically, there's a lot of tools on the internet and in life that basically help you propel your business without maybe being an expert in one particular thing. Yeah, exactly. I'm not an expert in anything. I'm, I'm not great at anything. I'm kind of good at a bunch of different little things just because I tried them and experimented with them for a month until I got kind of got the hang of it. I experimented with marketing until I kind of got the hang of it. I experimented with website building until I kind of got the hang of it. I'm currently experimenting with apps and a few other things to kind of get the hang of it. And that's really all you need to start. Yeah, so you just got to um, put your toes in a whole bunch of bowls or whatever the saying is. Yeah. <laughs> I like <laughs> so, it. So what were you like as a teenager? Um, it's kind of a loser as a teenager. I, uh, I don't know, loser. I, I just, I, I've always been kind of antisocial. I don't really like, like people hanging out with people is great, but I am introverted. Um, I, I usually, I'm not antisocial. I, I wouldn't say that. I, I just, I'm introverted. I don't like to hang around people for long extended periods of time. Um, when I was homeschooled actually for most of my life, uh, until through middle school, everything like that, I didn't go to middle school. I didn't go to kindergarten. I went to preschool for like a couple of years and then I was homeschooled until high school. And so when I got into high school, I had no social skills. I had no idea how to talk to anybody. Um, and so for the first two years, I was kind of a, a dweeb. I didn't really know what's like just how to communicate. There's nothing wrong with not liking talking to people. I still don't like talking to people. But um, I, I think just in terms of like the general consensus, I wasn't really good at communicating. And that sucked a little bit. Um, that was probably the first two years of high school. And after that, I started to get the hang of it. I still was very much introverted. I played video games most of my days. I still do. I don't like, I, I still hang out mostly at home. Occasionally I'll go out and, and work out, but it's, I, I tend to just keep to myself and a few select groups of friends. Um, and uh, I did start to barely get into entrepreneurship when I was in high school though. My junior year of high school, 
and my sophomore year, I think, um, my dad helped me build a parkour class, like parkour, oh, cool. like jumping and climbing and, and doing all the flips and stuff. Um, uh, he helped me build a little parkour class in the, the gym outside the back of my high school. And I got permission. We did everything and it actually became really popular. And that was how I kind of learned social skills. That was how I learned to like enjoy doing things. And that was kind of my introduction to entrepreneurship. But for the most part, my high school, my, my teenager years was just, I think I'm a pretty smart kid. I'm just going to focus on getting grades and that, and then not talk to people. And that was mostly, that was most of what I uh, did. And only once I got to around age 20, did I really get an interest in entrepreneurship, like fundamentally and start building stuff. But eh, I don't know. It, you can, it doesn't really matter who you are. I was, I was a dork. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. So finally, our last two questions are what books have had an impact on you and why? Yeah. Um, I don't really, there was one book that I can say probably the four hour work week was my introduction to like just really, really small experiments because, uh, Tim Ferriss, I like a lot of stuff that he says. He, he wrote the book, uh, four hour work week. Um, he's, he's a big guru online. Everybody loves him. I like some of the stuff that he says. Some of the other stuff that he kind of focuses on in his book isn't as exactly like super morally sound. I don't know. You gotta be careful when you just, just keep an open mind when you're reading the book, not to like trust everything that he says, but he is all about experimentation. He's all about just whipping things up. He's all about using, like, he shows you tools too, very specifically to like, like prototype small business ideas. And I love that. I super, super love that. Um, and he's also not about like working super hard on stuff, which is also really great. Um, so he kind of introduced me to the concept of don't kill yourself over it, entrepreneurship, right? Because everybody else on the internet is like, you got to work 20 hour days, blah, 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 whatever. And there's a lot of that on, on the web. And that was when I, the only real thing that I could find. I didn't enjoy that. So he introduced me to that. That was really great. I didn't even end up finishing that book because I had so many ideas that I wanted to get started. Um, so I would highly recommend the four hour work week. Just be careful not to turn into an asshole when you learn some of the stuff that he suggests. Um, but beyond that, I really don't read that much. I just listen to, I interview people. I, the best place for me to learn things was talk to founders and entrepreneurs and say, how the heck did you do this? And then ask for their entire life story and sit with them for two hours. Um, so yeah, that's where I got most of my information. But the four hour work week definitely would recommend. Uh, yeah, that's that sounds like a good book. It, I guess it teaches you how to um, be productive too, along with be exp um, experimenting. Yeah, I like it. It's very very focused on productivity, but some that's like cool. being too focused on productivity. He's like gone on. The main thing is he's gone on record saying like I'm so focused on being productive, I actually don't have time for friends. And yes, he gets a ton of work done, but he's so focused on like just getting everything done that he doesn't end up it's easy to fall into the trap of just focusing on productivity. I did that for a couple of years where you just work and that doesn't like usually lead to happiness. So just be careful with that. Use the stuff that you learn there sparingly, but great book. Yeah. Love it. Cool. So our final question is what advice do you have for teenagers? The main advice that I would have for teenagers is try to do what I do. Just go out. If you're interested in something, whether or not it's entrepreneurship, it doesn't necessarily matter if it's entrepreneurship. If you're interested in getting into professional swimming, go and email somebody on a professional swim team that you can find You can find it on the internet. Just Google professional swim teams, email them, say, Hey, I'm obsessed with this. I really, really want to learn more. I really can't find any information on it on the internet. And I would love to maybe pick your brain for half an hour on the phone. Then, and I've done that with entrepreneurs. I know people that have done that with, with, with food industries. I know like it's, it's the best way in my opinion to learn anything new. Just talk to people that have done it or are doing it. So my number one thing would be use email. Email is huge. Like everybody has email. It's not that difficult. You can use a little app called uh, hunter.io. If you go to hunter.io, the website, 
You can download it onto Google Chrome and it just helps you find emails super, super easily on different websites. Um, use that, find emails and just email people. And that's, that's the number one thing that got me started. So that's what I would recommend. Yeah, that's cool. Actually, that's what I've been doing with this podcast to try to get people. You'd be mm -hmm. surprised. For me, at least 90% of people don't respond, but then there's that rare 10% who do. So exactly. that's cool. Yeah. No, yeah. I well, feel the same way. Yeah. Thanks so much for coming on the podcast. It's been great to have you on. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. This was a lot of fun. a really interesting interview because he talked about how entrepreneurs can be anyone and that personally I thought was really inspiring because you'd think to be an entrepreneur to make a lot of money that you know you'd have to be a genius like Bill Gates or Steve Jobs or someone like that basically do something amazing but apparently all you need is a little bit of love of learning and perseverance yeah definitely I love that point that he made that Especially me, I go into the mindset when I look at entrepreneurs like, oh, they're just, you have to be this, you have to be this, you gotta be super smart, you gotta have this aspect or this aspect of your personality, but it was cool, I've never really thought about it from that perspective of, you just gotta have a love for learning, and you've gotta kinda have an idea, but just kinda execute it, and just, just love to learn, and you're an entrepreneur, I mean, that's really cool. Yes, yeah, so it was that um, anyone can be an entrepreneur. And one of the reasons that that's possible nowadays is because of the rise of technology and how there's now tools that you don't need any programming experience to do. So, like, our website, I program a little bit, but I don't do website programming. So having stuff, well, Squarespace obviously isn't sponsored or anything. We're not that big yet. But, <laughs> but um, it's stuff like Squarespace and all of these other all these other places that you can just build stuff without having any programming skills that really make entrepreneurship so much easier nowadays. Oh yeah, definitely. From someone who's not that techie and great at all coding and all programming, it is so helpful. I would totally recommend if you're ever wanting to do a website or ever looking into maybe getting in some, into some entrepreneurial stuff, definitely like don't be held back just because you think you may not be able to do a website or may not be able to really launch a podcast like you can do it come on persevere <laughs> yeah so but also that means that there's a lot more competition now out there which is the downside to being in the age of technology a lot of people can come out with businesses really quickly even if they're not as great as yours or they're they some people just have the same idea and they're trying to compete against each other yeah, definitely. I mean, you look and scroll through the millions and millions of businesses or the websites or the apps or the podcasts and you're, at least I am, I'm overwhelmed at the amount of people, the amount of ideas and you just kind of have to have, be the one in a million, like that idea, that, that execution, that business and I don't know, but I feel like everyone has something they can share. Yeah, hopefully we're one of those people. <laughs> Well, anyway, on to his advice. So along with um, being an entrepreneur, one of the great ways to becoming good at something is by just learning from the experts, learning from the experts. He mentioned Tim Ferriss, and Tim Ferriss also wrote a book called Tribe of Mentors. It's about learning from different types of mentors, not having just one central mentor. Um, and that's kind of what he was saying. Email these people and ask for make maybe like a quick 30 minutes um 
phone call or something where you can just pick their brain on whatever their expertise is in. And then you'll be able to go and, you know, do the stuff, maybe not exactly like them, but you'll have an idea of what this person is thinking while they're doing a certain thing. Definitely. If you're, like, interested, like he said, in swim team, or you're interested in trying to learn how to program or trying to learn how to do electrical circuiting or something, like, don't hesitate and stop. Like, search for someone who can do that and learn about it. And that will benefit you so much in the future if you can learn and follow your curiosity, like Steve Rice said, and it will lead you to a great destination. So just search up someone and find their specialty and do it. Yeah, that's how we have a podcast. (laughs) And that's hopefully what we're providing to you guys is interviewing these experts and just wondering how they're doing it and then giving advice to everyone. Hopefully you're finding it useful. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, on to our announcement section. Um, We have merch in our website. So that's aimingforthemoon.com. We have a whole bunch of stuff there that you can check out, like our profile pictures of all the people. And Maddie and I have a bio up. And we have our merch store, so you can buy sweatshirts, and you can buy t-shirts, and you can buy stickers. So if you want to support the podcast, want to support us maybe getting better mics or something, or just coming out with podcast episodes faster, just, you know, go over there and get yourself a t-shirt. We're still setting up the credit card and debit card input stuff. We're going through... um, one of the processes that gets everything set up and make it makes it secure and everything. But right now you can pay with PayPal. And if you don't have PayPal, then just wait a few more, maybe a few more weeks, and we'll have credit cards and debit cards available to input. So, yeah. Yeah, and just don't forget to rate, subscribe, and review. We'd really appreciate it. And, yeah, I don't think we have anything else. Yeah, so don't forget. Set your sights high. And aim for the moon.